0: plushcare.com slash
2: Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Wild Ginger Running live show slash podcast if you're listening tomorrow. So it's really awesome tonight. We are here with the author of this quite frankly, wonderful book, a work of art, if I may say so. It's uh, Running Adventures Scotland. It's 25 inspirational runs in Scotland's wild places, written by Ross Brannigan. Welcome. Hey. So how are you doing today, Ross? What have you been up to?
0: I'm not bad, thank you very much. I have been dotting around in the garden, to be honest. Uh, not been doing a heck of a lot of running lately. Um, just a bit of an accident on my bike. Uh, the other day and so I'm just kind of like taking it easy yeah it's been a bit drich here in Kendal, um, so I'm just kind of enjoying the fact that, yeah, just be able to watch outside and see it drizzle down. <laughs> yeah,
2: oh, is it been so? It's been drizzly then. I know drich because my sister-in-law lives in Inverness, so I I know what that means. Um, what what does it mean to you?
0: <laughs> yeah, drich is basically just grey and soft mizley. Um It's not quite getting to the stage of it, which is like proper coming down, checking it uh, down, raining cats and dogs. You know. Uh, but Driech kind of just like you look at it and so you go yeah, it's a bit Driech today isn't it so yeah it's yeah. been one of those days but I did I did get out for a decent walk this morning so yeah yes. been a bit physical work as well
2: Yeah, yeah yeah Well, you work in conservation don't you um what yeah. do you do at the moment
0: yeah so I work as the engagement officer for the conservation charity the John Muir Trust oh, um so they're like a wild places uh charity looking after some of the more remote upland areas like uh, Ben Nevis and uh, Sky, some of the places actually feature in the book, um, and yeah, I, I work in events, so I travel around the country doing events and supporting the teams to deliver them, like Highland Games, uh, mountain festivals, um, Skyline Scotland as well. If anyone's uh, been along to that, um, so I, yeah, it's kind of a, uh, <laughs> it's sometimes can be like quite an amazing job because you get to meet all these amazing people who are super motivated and uh, also just who I know personally and get to know uh through all the events so yeah it's really cool and nice to be doing something that's quite meaningful as well
2: yeah definitely yeah and that's a great race isn't it skyline scotland i've been there many many a time and i see you've done um which one have you done the ring of steel have you done and then um haven't you got a prize of a free entry to the race for for somebody who buys a book or there's something about a prize yeah we
0: did yeah so we partnered up with the rea events who are the organizers of skyline scotland uh, like the Ring of Steel and Glencoe Skyline, um, and for people who were pre-ordering, uh, there was an opportunity for you to either win an entry to the Ring of Steel. You could use it for the Ben Nevis Ultra as well, I think. Um, so yeah, that was uh, that was really kind of a rare to do that because you know it takes a lot to put these events on, um, and I know that they don't they don't run on like massive margins. So. It's, uh, yeah, It was really kind of them and I hope whoever has won the event is maybe even watching this evening and is excited to do it in September because it yeah, is yeah. an awesome race. Yeah, uh, will you be really there? Brutal.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? Will you be there yourself?
0: I might be there this year, yep. I'm um, seeing if I can tag it on to a couple of other uh, things I've got planned. Um, namely, we're thinking of doing the Hebridean way uh, on the bikes cool. and obviously we can, um, yeah, I'm sort of thinking we can maybe do a, a bit of a pit stop over at um, Fort William on the way back or, uh, or something so I hope I'll be there and um, at least the, the John Muir Trust will be there and have a stand and things so people can go along and say hi.
2: Yeah oh cool you might even get to wi- uh, meet the winner of the race um, of the race place
0: yeah yeah i would that would be really nice actually so yeah if they do come along it'd be super cool to meet them and uh say hi and uh then i can i can sign the book if they don't have it already (laughs) yeah
2: they probably will have it because it will be pre-ordered um yeah um but that would be really cool wouldn't it because you've signed my one just here
0: um what did you what one did you get I i did a couple of like random little bits Oh, you just, I just got, got the name, a plain right. signature okay.
2: yeah uh, <laughs> i suppose uh, this is a pile that you didn't necessarily know who they were going to be sent to because they're all
0: media yeah. ones well yeah. i did um i i actually it was quite good fun because i was you know i never signed anything before in my life so i was just like <laughs> I, I just did the, the first few so you would have got off the pile just my name um and then i was like oh i'm gonna throw some fun stuff in here <laughs> so i was creative. like i put some <laughs> scottish <laughs> phrases in I was like, gee loudy, and like, get out (laughs) there, and try to be really hyped. Um, I even numbered, I think, the first bunch, so, yeah, if you've got, I think, the first ten or something like that, then they're numbered, and then it kind of gets a bit wacky after that, so.
2: (laughs) Oh, I love all the Scottish phrases, I just, I was reading the bio in the back as well, and it says, um, he uh, he has a passion for adventures, both wee and muckle in wild places. Um, so I had yep. never heard, what, heard of muckle before, it sounds wonderful, mm. what does it mean?
0: Yeah, muckle just means big, um, it's kind of, uh, I think it's really a word that sort of originates in Aberdeenshire, it's kind of like a bit more uh, up in the northeast of Scotland, is muckle, um, so yeah I, I thought I would just throw a little funny words in there and it makes it kind of unique and um, yeah, with a book called Running Adventure Scotland I tried to capture some of the culture and essence of Scotland as well um which uh, yeah it was it was a really exciting challenge because i'm really passionate about the country even though i don't live there now but that's just <laughs> personal circumstance
1: yeah.
0: um so yeah it's just uh it was really good fun just to kind of share that passion um for the culture and as well for the landscape
2: yeah yeah it does certainly come through and we'll talk um much more about the book in just a moment but i just want to sort of rewind it back a little bit and ask you how you got into running yourself um originally
0: yeah yeah so i guess running's kind of sort of been a feature of my life for a long time uh back in school doing like just obviously pe for anyone who's been in uh, the uk education sector like physical education uh and a lot of running and cross-country and things like that and i have to confess it was never that good uh kind of uh the more like 5k stuff It wasn't really my forte <laughs> kind of like went off too hard and just burst um so yeah that that was kind of my first uh, little try out of it but then i did lots of sports sort of growing up i did uh judo for like 10 years um which is a martial art for anyone who doesn't know uh and then yeah did various things and kind of took on running again sort of you know uh like as a teenager and at university, I went into cycling and a bit of rowing and da-da-da-da-da. And then eventually towards the end of university, I kind of came back to, um, to running again. Um, because throughout that, throughout my whole life, my main passion has been being up in the hills and mm-hmm. just going out walking. Um, and like, since I was what, four or five, I've been out in the hills and did my first Monroe, which is a, uh, a, a summit over 3000 feet in Scotland um when i was nine uh wow. up in glen shee in the cairngorms um and then since then basically most most of my family outings were just like heading off into the hills with our caravan and uh, touring around the country and that's kind of how i got to know it so intimately i guess um i sort of built up this picture in my head of the country and the places and where the hills are and you start to yeah i, I, I like it because any one of my friends here maybe from the US or elsewhere they usually come to me saying I'm going to be here for x number of days what can I do <laughs> um so I've kind of offered myself up as someone who can create itineraries for people if they're going to Scotland if they want um and that just yeah allows me to kind of use the sort of experience I've had going around the country getting to know its landscape and and obviously the best cafes and pubs and restaurants that it has to offer Um, that is essential knowledge
2: (laughs) very important and and that does feature in your book you've done your research very well I can tell (laughs) there yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah. so eventually (laughs) at the end of uni it was just like I just combined the two passions for being in the hills and stuff with um, running and uh, just just exploring I guess Um, running allows you to just see a little bit more Um, obviously there's a physical element to it of pushing yourself and just like yeah seeing how far or how fast you can go but ultimately it's just for that sense of space um and getting out there and enjoying yourself so since then it's kind of just been dabbling in different aspects of hill running um be that racing or just more recently doing like fast packing adventures which has kind of been more what i've turned to um mm. for the yeah. past like few years even though there's a ton of race numbers up behind me i haven't actually <laughs> raced for uh, since before covid oh really um, <laughs> so,
2: that's fine though sometimes you want to yeah. race and sometimes you just want to have an adventure don't you um what do you what do you love about running then like and, and running in the mountains in particular
0: yeah i guess it's just um experiencing new places and getting to see how far you can go because I've. The walking you can only travel so far and i think there's there's merit to any kind of way you want to go into the hills and i know some people who are you know more walkers will say i can't you know runners i don't understand them they look at their <laughs> feet all the time and i i challenge any of them to to actually show me a runner who just looks at their feet all the time because <laughs> most of the time i have to be looking up and and also you can't help it you're in such beautiful landscapes mm. um so yeah part of it's just getting able to see more and then there's like a bit of a more like groovy hippie element to it which I like to think of as like kind of finding your flow um, and finding a rhythm and I really like the rhythm of running um, it sounds yeah kind of like groovy but that's that's just what I like there's sort of a pace to it and you can get into this flow and it feels like you're pushing yourself but it's manageable and it's yeah there's a bit of give and take with it so that's kind of why I like it like a bit of zen
2: like a, kind of a, yeah, sort of a zen, zen feeling from it
0: yeah Yeah, people find that in different ways they can find that on the bike they find that walking for me it's often running that I get to feel that I know exactly what you
2: mean I did a long run yesterday like not in the mountains nowhere particularly hilly or anything like that but Mm. it was just so nice to do a long run again and just kind of poddle along you know just like find that rhythm what you're talking about
0: you get into a rhythm of it and yeah there's a reason that I'm drawn to the hills obviously I don't necessarily like running in the trails and stuff like that um i love running in the hills and just getting a bit like getting covered in mud and (laughs) you like feel like a kid again you're sort of like jumping over styles and over bogs and falling over and (laughs) hurting yourself it's just it's just part of life isn't it
2: yeah oh well you're definitely starting to sell the book to me i was flicking through the pages earlier and i was just like oh I wish I was on a trip to Scotland right now because I, yeah, yeah I've, I've been to some of the places that you mentioned and uh, it just makes me want to go back there immediately um but I just wanted to sort of link up a little bit about um you're, you're obviously really into running you're really into the hills but um how did you get into the writing side of things so what what makes um what makes that such an interesting part of your experience in the hills
0: yeah so for me writing is just been around probably as long as being in the hills has been to be honest i mean when i was younger i started and uh, wrote a whole tons of stories and was always imagining stuff and writing fiction and uh, random bits and bobs and then uh, through u- university i i studied journalism and politics uh and that was yeah like i went and start. i was in the student newspaper there uh, I was a writer throughout, writing for news, politics, I worked for the BBC for a bit, I became an editor-in-chief of the newspaper, uh, and managed all our editorial output, and that was really cool, and were hundreds of articles, and all the while through uni, kept a political blog, <laughs> um,
1: wow. which,
0: yeah, it was, yeah, was kind of really cool it was good fun and kept me busy and opened up a lot of things for me and then that just kind of morphed once I went into work and um, thought well I really love being in the hills and running and stuff like that I'm just gonna combine my love of writing with that of running in in the landscape and actually uh, my postgrad diploma was um, a lot of it focused on Nan Shepard if anyone's heard mm-hmm. of Nan Shepherd before, I've seen um, her on your a...
2: blog, and I—I'm sure I've heard of her as well. Just remind us all yeah. who she is.
0: Yeah, Nan Shepherd was uh, a writer in sort of like the 20th century uh, from the Cairngorms, and she really was quite unique in that she was a she was a woman writing about. Uh, being outdoors and climbing mountains, which was really like uh, sort of pushing the boundaries at that time, um, and as well, she was also a sort of like porif- prolific, like writer in in Scots language, like in Doric. Cool. Um, so she has she has the Living Mountain is her like main nonfiction book, um, but then she also has like I think three, maybe four works of fiction, uh, and they are all like in um, in Scots uh so reading them can be quite challenging but it gives you a sense of the people in the culture um that she's writing about and that she grew up with oh, wow. um which is really interesting and loads of poetry um she's just wonderful and she captures that like zen thing a lot and a lot about embodiment and uh, spirituality in the landscape mm. so i really recommend anyone to i mean the living mountain is such a I don't, I don't know if I've got a copy of it here but it it's Dick a really Dina thin Kani? little ah. book it's like 100 pages or something like that and it goes through different aspects of her journey through the Cairngorms. so yeah make a
2: note <laughs> there you go
0: yeah so reading her stuff made me just have opened my eyes to like a new type of writing about the outdoors and since then i've just been like writing loads of articles on my my blog it's now rossrunswild.com um you can find stuff about my adventures there my races and other random bits of bobs that i like to throw up there from time to time
2: (laughs) it's awesome and you can definitely you can definitely tell that you're a writer from the writing style of the book Um, um, and it's really nicely written i mean it's just yeah really easy to read i mean it's not just there is lots of directions, obviously, but there's a really lovely yep. intro to each bit. I'll just show everybody. Um, there's a bookmark in here uh, for the Western Highlands, so it sort of starts off with. There's several in. They divide Scotland, obviously, into the different parts, and so this is the Western mm. Highlands area. I'll just show people what they what they would get if they were to purchase this book. And um, so yep. I, I really like the way that you've got um, little quotes from yeah. um, kind of fell runners or people influential people in the outdoors and in scotland um to have a little quote about the mountain that you've chosen and the route that you've chosen um and then there's a nice little gradient profile here i don't know if I, that that looks a bit brutal doesn't it all the way down then all the way up again <laughs> oh yeah that would be the glen it's, is that the Glencoe skyline
0: route uh, that it kind of goes kinda around similar. the bottom of um uh-huh. to more It's uh, yeah, it's it, like uh. it's a low-level trail route, but it kind of you you do cross over the Gringos Skyline ah. uh, route quite a bit. Um, so it does, yeah. It's, it, it gives you a chance to actually follow some of it if you really wanted cool. to. Uh, it's the option to take take a little turn and go up somewhere different um, if you wanted to in, and go somewhere a little bit more up higher up.
2: yeah, if good, you fancied like, it. Uh, yeah it's really cool and the 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 mapping's really awesome as well
0: um
2: the mapping's 3d so that's really pro isn't it i like that mapping um and then you've got tons of pictures throughout to inspire you i mean if you weren't inspired Mm. to start with just picking up the book you'd be super inspired with all the pictures there's some lovely directions as well um and then points of interest and then all the highlights getting there top tips um uh, other options and like uh, and what you were talking about before about the pub or the cafe, um, and p- tips on how to find out more and just like little things like this little sign that you've got here. We've just got loads of other little stickers attached to it. Just yeah. just the little things that you pick up on the little way. curious. That really, yeah, that really make you feel like you've you've definitely been there and you've definitely run all of these routes. <laughs> um, <laughs> we do have um, um, a, an audience member question about the routes. actually. Um, I think she's actually watching um, Andrea, who says, uh, hello Claire and Ross, I think she's watching right now, I hope she is, because we're going to answer your question now, Andrea. Um, she um, says um, she's always interested in the process of choosing which routes to include. So mm-hmm. there's obviously only 25 in here, and Scotland's yeah. a very big country so yeah can you take us through a little bit of the process of yeah. choosing the routes
0: yeah so naturally you're gonna miss some out and there were some which I would I look back and go like oh maybe I could have gone there and actually since I've been um since the book came out and I've gone around Scotland is I've been like no I was justified in not putting that in because it didn't make sense in the scope of the rest of the routes that kind of ended up making it so I had to yeah there was a couple of essential criteria that they had to meet first which is firstly is it a route that's just loved by the scottish hill running community um those are people who i hang out with um and who i follow on social media and i just know that the route is great like one of which is like ben which is in the cairngorms and that's just a route that i know people go back to time and time again because it's just great fun running um so that that was first second was is it um is it part of a race route Perhaps so. Um, a good one's the Pentland Skyline outside of Edinburgh, uh, really iconic, uh, long distance Scotch hill running route. Um, so that made it in along with a couple others. Um, third, does it have a place in Scottish hill running history? Um, so that could be, uh, like the South Glen Shield Ridge, which featured in John Brock's app's Monroe record round back in 1988, I think. So that was kind of like something I wanted to be able to tell the story of. So kinda of all of the roots have a story to tell. Um and yeah, the one that hit one of those like three essential criteria. And then after that it was like it then started to look a bit more broadly and think, right, where are maybe there's some gaps where do i need to test some out and that was a little bit more of a tricky bit because then it was about going out wrecking places i'd never been before testing things maybe getting them wrong some of them didn't turn out as good as i had hoped um you know and it, it was a it was a process of elimination and there were some there was a long list of know or um and you know obviously the publisher kind of like gives you some guidance that says we want between like you know 25 to 28 sort of maximum um but yeah once i started like building up what ones were in there i was like well it doesn't make sense to have this one anymore because it doesn't fit the sort of the ethos of what i was trying to get across which was like running adventures scotland it was kind of a bit more of that bigger landscape wild places getting out there in the mountains it's, you know, is a book which I try to cater for a lot of different abilities, you know, like that route you just showed in Glencoe, the two larynx, that is like a low-level trail route, but it's still in the mountains, you know, when I think where would people want to go when they come to visit Scotland, and I go like, right, okay, they're going to go to the West Highlands, they're going to go to the Cairngorms, they're going to go to the Northwest, da 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 there are some places which I kind of like included because they have close, care, like, place in my heart, <laughs> like in the o- the Ocals especially, which is where I grew up, um, and my home hills, and still, like, I think they're wonderful hills. So mm-hmm. they kind of sneaked in there, um, I'm but sorry, they're not they like <laughs> <iconic>. <laughs> they are amazing. <laughs> yeah, they're lovely hills. They're not like iconic, but they have some fantastic hill races on them. Um, so yeah Mm. that was it was really hard and i and i get people going like there's tons of room for like a second book yeah that's what i was just about to say (laughs) yeah i'm like there is a lot of room for a second book but it would have to it would be a different book you know Mm. i wouldn't like it's kind of like yeah there's an algorithm to it in my head Mm -hmm. that just like Mm. some of them you had a, God just doesn't rest so that you had to kind of tell a story with each of them Mm -hmm. um and so yeah there was a mix and you had to make sure that you were doing stuff that catered for a wide range of people and you weren't like you know favoring one type of route versus another and you kind of peppered it geographically Mm. a little bit more uh yeah i can just
2: imagine you with the on the kitchen table with like a big map of scotland printed out and like (laughs) little pinpoints and moving them around and like stirring the pot
0: (laughs) yeah pretty close and every so often you would be like oh we haven't been there yet like we went for a run <laughs> in, the, in the borders uh just outside of peebles um and one of the routes i wanted to try out uh was a Glen Sachs horseshoe i think it was and i'd seen it on the map and i knew the first part of it was really lovely and in fact at the back of the book there is a little bit um, and it's like an appendix and it says uh it's more like this it's called um oh, wow. And at the back of the book, yeah, you'll find there's the more like this section. And then in the uh, central southern Scotland, there's, there's the Gypsy Glen, um, which is a really popular like trail running route. It's just at the back here. And um, there's a really popular trail, and that's where this Glen Sachs horseshoe started. It was on sort of like the trail that takes you down the um, Gypsy Glen. Um, but once we got to the far end of the horseshoe and started coming back, we just came across this mighty bog. and it was like oh it was so it was peat hags like big steep-sided peat bog uh and wet and slushy and not a lot of fun the descent back into the glen was great but it kind of made me go i enjoyed that like Mm. i like going through bogs and muddy and stuff (laughs) like that but then i was kind of like would everyone appreciate me saying oh this route's great off you go and then they get like proper muddy as anything yeah um, yeah and i guess like to the last point i'd make is it was a bit of a like visitor pressure consideration to be made as well
2: i say because i know a lot of the scottish runners um the old school thourians in particular they won't they wouldn't want you to sort of release all the mm. secret gems So I thought it was quite canny of you to sort of stick to the the best loved, as in the most well-known ones, because they wouldn't mind you sharing those things. But you kind of want to keep a few little secrets, don't you?
0: Yeah, it wasn't about, like, picking the ones that are super popular. Like, I wasn't going to include Ben Nevis, because Ben Nevis has got so many (laughs) roof books written about it. You can find how to run up Ben Nevis wherever you want. It's fairly straightforward. Yeah. Um, But there was like a fine balance of finding what i would describe those that ben nevis level of stuff was like tier one they're like tier one notoriety everyone knows ben nevis then there was the tier two lot which are known but not like super duper popular and but they're well known to like scotch hillrunners so i was like i'll go with them then there's the ones which are just like the hidden gems which will you'll just have to find out yourself for yeah well that's easy. why
2: i like i didn't notice actually the um, more like this section i think that's just really nice because i mean people might want to tick off all 25 of these routes mightn't they or at least a fair few of them and yeah. then if they really particularly liked a certain area then they've got a few more to to try out and then they can yeah. you know try making their own route up and, and a bit less hand yeah that's
0: that's it. Yeah, I mean, actually, I'm going to shout him out because he might even be watching. There's a guy called Johnny Logan who on Twitter has been sending me loads of pictures from his roots that he's been doing and he's been he, he's been basically touring around the country with this book.
1: Cool. It's been
0: the coolest thing. I'm like, that is exactly what I wanted yeah. someone to do because basically, most of the roots in this book were done on trips, probably like Johnny's doing. Mm. I mean, the Cairngorms, I think, like, in the Cairngorms section, there are there's one uh, there's one two three four that we did on a holiday like just one after the other because yeah. uh, it makes logical <laughs> sense if you're on holiday going to the cairngorms you'll start in Abbeymore probably and work your way around to Braemar, and then you go back south again yeah so i made it with that in mind to try and keep it logical for people who are going away and they're like oh we want to do a few of them i tell you what i chewed my partner's ear off talking about this constantly <laughs> on every run we did oh i bet
2: she loved it
0: oh <laughs> uh, yeah
2: well yeah she did <laughs> but
0: i had such consternation about it that i really wanted to make it do it right anyway yeah. that answers the question very long-windedly
2: yeah no that's great and andrea is actually listening right now and she says thank you that's really interesting
0: yeah, that's um, good.
2: And I just want to read you out um, something from uh, Marco, who's listening all the way from Colombia. He says, oh, hey. "Yeah, he says, Claire, you and your guests are awesome. Thank you." <laughs> so thank you, Marco, Ooh, for thanks. listening. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, uh, so yeah. So with that in mind, w- was the book hard to write? Like, did it did it sort of flow? You seem like it. You seemed like once you'd chosen the mountains and mm. the routes to, to go on it just sort of all came together did did it come together really easily
0: kind of it does yeah it's funny people say this about writing a book and they say like well one day i just like you know finish a chapter and suddenly i had a book because (laughs) it's kind of like that you you're working in little sections all the time and you know every route's about 1500 words or something like that um it's
2: quite structured isn't it writing a root book you've got a ser- certain things and you just kind yeah. of crack on with it don't you
0: there's a formula to it but there was actually I was really surprised by how much freedom Vertebrate publishing gave me with it because there's cool. a few bits that I was like I'm gonna th- I think this is valuable like there's the bog rating for each of the bits like how awesome. boggy it is and <laughs> and those cafes and which conservation charities support and yada yada and so they kept all that in which was really nice and those were my own little bits um but yeah you kind of write a 1500 word root and you've got it down and then you move on to the next one the next one the next one and then after like you know eight months or so you've got fifty thousand words in a folder uh and it's just like i don't know how that happened yeah. it's kind of it's quite it's quite a surreal experience i mean yeah you've done your own so it's just this Yeah, really bizarre. Uh, sort of anti-claim. Max, I get.
2: Yeah, And I
0: keep going, like, how many more, how many more? It's never finished.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it just kind of keeps going, keeps going, doesn't it? And then, I don't know about you, but Mm. when I wrote mine, I ended up with far too many words. So I had to then just go and, like, hack everything out and just be, like, really cruel, like, oh, I don't need that bit. Uh, But that took me ages to craft. Oh, no, I don't need that bit. I'll just delete that bit. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It was, um, I think I'd I'd see a lot of people who work in kind of, like, doing more, like, not, not guidebooks have to work a lot on the editing side of things because there is that limitation and there's a narrative that you have to stick to and kind of make it quite sharp um whether it was because I just wrote good stuff to go in with it seemed that the edits weren't huge which was really comforting for me and it because there was obviously a few iterations of a couple of routes like I sent a few over to Kirsty Reid the commissioning editor of Vertebrate uh and it was like does this tone work? Or do you want this tone or this tone Mm. and she sent back like is it okay if we get a mixed (laughs) (laughs) so i was like all right okay because they were not wanting it to be like a blow by blow account Mm. but there was also like don't be too broad basically so you had to kind of tease that in a little bit uh which was a good challenge so yeah the book ends up just kind of like happening once you've kind of got that base level of research done it's just like ticking it over and it took about eh, like yeah i think from i think i i think i got the commission in like uh december uh to write it and i finished it in october
2: wow that's not long at all especially if you had to go and run did you have to go and run them all within that time frame or had you already really familiar with a few of them (laughs)
0: Yeah, so a few of them I was really familiar with. Um, There are a few which people might notice, like Ben Aglow, for instance, and Ben Lomond. Um, The photographs are not mine because um, I knew the routes so well uh, that I could just do them off of memory, to be honest. It was kind of like I know exactly where to go. Um, And it was like going up to Scotland to go and do Ben Lomond alone at times was a little bit like I had like it didn't work with my schedule and so on so I was kind of like well I I knew it by heart and I knew people locally who had good photographs and thanks to the guys at Walk Highlands for contributing some of the photography because that was really helpful um but yeah most of them you'll find if it doesn't have a credit under it it's probably taken by me Mm -hmm. um and that is about like 20 of the 25 routes so yeah in that time (laughs) <laughs> Despite <Wow>. injury, Covid,
2: <gasps> Whoa, yeah. a
0: crazy, crazy winter in Scotland, which meant that I couldn't go running in the cairngorms for the best part of until June, really. Um, <sighs> it was kind of like this. Four months of just, just yeah. I was just in Scotland every single weekend. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was quite. <laughs> it
2: was working the lines of death. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it sounds like a, a labour of love, but a, a really good labour of love. Um, ah, and yeah. I was also really interested to talk to you about the environmental message that you wanted to come across through
0: the book. Um,
2: yeah. Yeah. Can you tell us more about that? Because obviously you work in conservation. It totally makes sense. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. so I think it, just since like lockdown kind of, um, well, kind of ended, I guess, we saw this massive influx of people going to the hills for the first time, which was really exciting because, yeah, people who would regularly go to Ibiza were now going up Ben Nevis and finding out just how awesome it is to go outside, <laughs> which is great. I really love that. And, but there were some problems with it, like, you know, some issues around uh, overcrowding, bad parking, uh, you know, just footpath maintenance costs go up for charities like mine and the National Trust for Scotland and, uh, and RSPB and so on. So, you know, that, that that increase in numbers obviously has an effect. And for me, I was very conscious that I was sending people to places that I really love mm-hmm. and that are quite fragile in some cases. I um, will use Ben Ben Laws as an example, like it's a national nature reserve. It's got very rare Arctic alpine plants um, that, you know, they're more of an in, in in the enclosure but there are other routes in the book that do have like quite rare flora and um, that if you stepped on you would cause like you know quite a lot of damage to yeah. um and so yeah and obviously we're living through a climate and biodiversity crisis at the moment and so for me having a message in there of like how to go responsibly into the outdoors uh obviously crack on enjoy it it's awesome like you'll love being out there, but. There's a consideration to be made and i know as runners we love running through bogs and heather and all that but if you can try and stick to the main routes and particularly those i write in the book you know there's like i give as much information as i possibly can to allow you to do it safely and responsibly and then yeah at the end of most of the routes um there is a charity that you can support um by like dropping a donation to them or something like that or just going online to find more um, you know, like there's uh, the National Trust for Scotland's in there, the John Muir Trust, RSPB, and there's a couple of local ones as well, like um, Sylvan features in this book, which people might recognise as the big humpback whale. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll show it there because yeah. everyone oh, probably... Oh There it is. That's um, a great picture. So yeah, it's a beautiful mountain and it's um, the Ascent Foundation uh, sort of like manage the land in the area um, and do a lot of work restoring footpaths and so on so for me it was really important that if you go to these places you should go respectfully and also you should think about how you can give back as well so that was uh yeah, yeah. really big for me yeah
2: it's, it's really big deal isn't it now like i've actually started um uh doing doing just like a monthly donation to ren i don't know if you've heard of them um mm. i interviewed jim Mann on the channel um yeah. before covid i think it was um about trees not teas yeah. um the company that they founded for swapping race t-shirts with t-shirts I'm sure you know I mean swapping race t-shirts with trees which I'm sure you know <laughs> yeah. all about um so yeah I just I just like felt super guilty because in this job which I do like I've flown all over the world trail running and you know I I've written about all these mountains <laughs> oh, you got your sun it's in the right eyes the
0: really
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah it's getting dark isn't it um
0: yeah.
2: but um yeah, it's, okay. it's such a, a difficult thing because you want to go to these amazing places and you want to encourage other people to go to yep. the amazing places, but what do you do about like tracking your carbon footprint? So I just thought, well, I'll take as mm. little planes as I can, I'll go on trains and boats whenever I can, like to the Isle of Man, um, but I just do a monthly donation as well, just just to help is that something that you would recommend or like does the book recommend doing that as well um what yeah how do you reconcile it with yourself
0: <laughs> yeah that's a really good question i think actually Damien hall has a really good perspective on this and yeah. he says that we're He's all, a really good we're all runner, isn't he? yeah we're all kind of hypocrites at the end of the day um, yeah because we all do stuff that you know we could make more uh you know eco conscious decisions um i like for myself you know i've i've not really done a lot of foreign travel in my life because i've spent a lot of my time in scotland and this <laughs> is the product of it yes. um but <laughs> you're okay recently, then <laughs>
2: yeah yeah yeah
0: um but just recently i've kind of really wanted to see more of the world um, and because i'm not you know, I don't have tons of money, and unfortunately, we're in a position where public transport is so. And I, you know, I'm speaking for myself when I'm talking about all this, but you know, uh, it, public transport is still really expensive, um, yes. and it shouldn't be. But unfortunately, mm. whenever I'm like, I really want to go and experience a new place, and I've done Scotland so much, and I want to experience different cultures, and to a £30 right. plane flight or you look at a £300 train. Yeah, that go, takes
2: three days. <laughs> I don't
0: have all that. Yeah, you don't you don't have all that much annual leave. And, you know, you don't have the money to just like splash on that. So you just go, And you know, that's the decision you kind of make. And you reconcile that by thinking about all the other things you do in your life. Like I eat less meat nowadays. I drive a lot less. I, I work from home. So, yeah, it's kind of like driving isn't really a big, big thing um i buy less and yeah you just gotta kind of do things that you think are responsible and ultimately as well we get into the mindset because we're people who are conscious about these things we think like oh i'm doing such a terrible thing i've flown once this year oh my god but you have to remember that there are people flying weekly
2: yeah to uh, like america
0: like yeah constant long flight yeah so you should not beat yourself up the thing the best thing you can do is care and if you care a little bit then you will start to make small changes and you know i've been out and probably planted throughout my time working conservation like a thousand trees or whatever and so yeah it's just one of those things that you do what you can um and yeah you just got to care a little bit more
2: yeah i think as runners we're we're probably already doing more than a lot of people so that is good Um, exactly there's obviously always more that we we can do and did you pick up every bit of litter on the way like damien likes to do
0: yeah i actually do often do (laughs) that yeah um i i i'm often picking banana skins up because i have a dog i always have poo bags in my rucksack so I, i like and satsuma peels. Um, interesting fact about banana skins, people think that the reason you shouldn't throw them away is because they just don't degrade that quickly. Mm. It's true, but it's also because where bananas come from, they're areas of really high nutrient soils. Mm. Whereas in the UK, we have really low nutrients. So on the mountains in particular we have really low nutrient density in our soils and if you do drop a banana it essentially as it decays will release all those nutrients and burn the soil and burn the plants that are in the vicinity of oh, God, wow.
1: um,
0: so you can really damage fragile plants if you're chucking banana skins all over the place yeah, so yeah. top tip
2: yeah yeah oh well i would hope that nobody listening to this show or podcast would ever <laughs> drop a banana skin on purpose um but that will give us more impetus to go
0: mm, pick it up yeah. <laughs> won't it, pick it yeah yeah. Pick it back. <laughs> yeah
2: take it back home with us put it in your pocket oh. yeah. um, i used to pick up a lot more litter before covid um i think i'm going to start now again because um, mm. i think the scare has gradually diminished so i think we can all yeah. start safely picking up litter again um yeah Cool. I've just got um, we've got time for a couple more questions. I hope you're okay. Just for a couple more questions yeah, yeah, yeah. for us. Um I, um, I I don't want to ask you this question even because I know it's going to be a really difficult one. But do you have a favourite route? I know it's like trying to choose between your children. <laughs> um, but I've got to ask. Have you got a favourite of all these twenty-five routes in this wonderful book, Running Adventure Scotland?
0: Yes. Yeah, so obviously, all of the routes have a special story to them. Um, and yeah we'll, we'll maybe talk about that but like the I think for me the South Glacial Ridge just hits the nail on the head every time Um, um with about like 1300 metres of ascent in it uh, so you know distance to elevation is actually like pretty reasonable um, but in that 27 kilometres you're climbing seven Munros you're basically tripping over Monroe summits as you're running along this ridge and the ridge is really nice wide ridge rolling terrain very grassy Um, there's a steep section to get up onto the ridge but after that you've just got like sublime views in all directions if you can see them obviously we got a really (laughs) good day for it. Um, yeah, so you get the Sun Monroe's you get from whichever point you want to go and yeah, drop back down and the way we recommend in the book to do it is to finish at the Clooney Inn. Uh, oh, Because that's then, if you've left the car and you've got a bike at the Clooney Inn, you can then go downhill all the way back to your car. Cool.
2: Um, so Good tip. It's, uh, I like that.
0: It's easier for you. Yeah, so if you go from west to east, you get a downhill bike ride back to the start. Brilliant. Um, and yeah whichever one of the friends has to go and get the car, the other one can sit in the Cluny Inn and have a beer. So. <laughs> have a lovely
2: beer. Yeah. Oh, that sounds ideal. Tremendous. Really yeah. beautiful. Oh, I love that one. And you've got a story as well, haven't you? Um, I just realized, I remembered you wanted to talk about the sky route that you did, the Skurnestree, um, yeah. which was a really challenging day out. Intriguing. Oh, uh, it was,
0: <laughs> yeah. It was a really challenging day out because I think, um, yeah, like I say, all those routes have a story and then why they're in there, what happens and so on. But Skurnestree was really interesting for me because it was kind of like, I'd just done, I'd actually been working at Skyline Scotland. Scot- um, time I've ever going to get up to sky so easily is from fort william mm. so i decided to head over to sky i slept in a lay-by uh in the van and then headed over to sky the next morning and it was i mean like yeah i said drich at the start of this <laughs> conversation it was drich like it was super drich, drich. super drich it wasn't quite drich, but it was proper drich and uh and yeah sky was earning his reputation as the misty isle that day i have to say so i sat in the co up car park in kyle and just like was pounding like a pan of the lions in my mouth and was like <laughs> oh this is gonna be so miserable because i'm by myself
1: oh uh,
0: and i thought well i just gotta crack on this is my only opportunity to do this um and so i headed off to Kilmarie and headed down to kamasunari and just like i had this total black dog on my back for a while it was proper like grumpy but then just something (laughs) something happened when i got over that brow and could see over kamasunari bay i was like wow this is a wild place (laughs) like this is just so out the way i feel like the last person on earth is so wicked and yeah, then I ran off and crossed over the river and then the rain came down like nobody's business and then <laughs> I, was it was proper drink it then, um, and my only like, company was this red deer. And so it was just an amazing moment because I'm kind of like, I had to check myself. I was thinking, right, you know, am I safe? You know, this is one yeah. of those ones where you're like, it's cold, it's really raining hard. And... Then I was like, well, I'm on go the route. I've got a map. I've got a compass. I'm sure of myself in the mountains. I've got enough, like, you know, food and clothing to keep me safe. So I'm going to crack on and see how I get on. And uh, the clouds lifted just as I got to the summit. Hmm. And I got the, like, iconic view over Loch Karusk wow. and the Cuillin wow. oh, wow. that everybody kind of, like, goes up the 3 to see and I was like yes that was it and then I came (laughs) back on the sky trail and just like I could leave and I was like that was awesome like it started off so hard but just a little bit of um yeah perseverance um and just yeah one of those things you give something a crack and it works out in the end so yeah it was that's a really memorable day and i have loads of memorable days from the book but it was a real joy to to explore and find new places screwing a street i'd never been up before so that was a really cool thing to do um so i loved it
2: yeah it's awesome and the the love of the area just really comes across in the book i was really taken by yeah, the, just the lovely language that you use to describe the places or the people you've spoken to to get like little little insights into the areas mm. or the little top tips. It really is a wonderful book, Ross. I hope that you're very proud of what you've created and yeah. um, excited about weird people. It's But we're
0: seeing you there with it. Yeah, with it. Here as well. Yeah, like, like, You've what? got my book. You've How got did got you the get book. the hell of that, yeah.
2: <laughs> How did we do that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so I just got one final question for you. Oh, yeah. Um, on your blog, um, there's a drop-down menu. There's a few things along the top, and there's a drop-down menu, and the book one says, books, plural. So what's next? What's the next book? <laughs> You're already well, setting yourself yeah. up for a second, haven't
0: you? <laughs> Gosh, yeah. I think I call it that because I'm going to do some reviews as well, so it might be that I amend it slightly, but yeah, um, at the moment I've got a lot of really exciting projects on. Uh, <gasps> Anything really. you can
2: tell us about?
0: Oh yeah, actually. So uh, at the end of July, um, this is like yeah, runners may not know about this race, but there's a race called the Transcontinental, um, which is uh, a self-supported bikepacking ultra endurance race that goes from uh, well, basically crosses the European continent. Uh, Goes from Belgium this year to bulgaria cool. uh, and i'm going to be the race reporter for the okay. event so i'll wow. be writing race every day i've been doing interviews for um for some pre-race interviews to get some articles up um so yeah so i'll be away on the road um yeah from 22nd of july to the 9th of august wow. right. so well, is stuff. that
2: time off from your job at the john muir then
0: yeah so i'm taking leave and just heading off and doing some yeah. some writing journalism it's going to be like like cool. frontline journalism on the day in the back of a car like yeah. typing away doing interviews and so on so it's going to be a really cool experience yeah um, it's hard so work kind
2: of, doing that day after day <laughs> Yeah, kind of done, that, done that a lot back in the day way. yeah that's taking up my take a lot right of now. jelly babies <laughs> and caffeine. <Yeah.
0: laughs> caffeine jelly babies uh stop yeah. it off at but probably... you're good and
2: young you'll be fine <laughs>
0: Yeah, stopping at the gas stations, getting to know the insides of a, yeah. of a petrol station in Romania. Sure. Yeah, it would be
2: really cool. <laughs> Such an amazing way to travel and see the country and yeah, you'll just be like hopping in, hopping out, seeing all these cool people cycling past, that would yeah. be a really awesome experience.
0: Exactly. Yeah, so I'm psyched for that and that's not far away, so got that in the pipeline. And then there's a couple of stuff with this book still, you know, I've got events in uh mid-july and then september so i'll be in uh, a couple of alp kit stores Ooh. so people keep their eye out i'll be in keswick and in uh edinburgh um dates will be available pretty soon um i think and yeah that's that's kind of everything that's going on it's, it's going to be a busy time over the next uh, four weeks i think and yeah. then back will be like
2: oh <laughs> and like? christmas ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, my
0: goodness. oh so, book, book for that.
2: christmas everybody is- quite big for a stocking but we can always fold it like this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you can download all the GPX files as well. Oh so, you know, now
2: that is very you handy.
0: <laughs> yeah the, you, you can give over as digital device. <laughs>
2: yeah that's wonderful. Well Andrea says it seems you guys have just convinced me to order Ross's book oh, um, <laughs> wow. and Saragon um, Mc, uh, McEnemy McEnny, sorry, <laughs> says the Isle of Skye trail running sounds amazing. Is it in your mm. book, Cross? I'm guessing it is yeah, so that's why we were talking about it. Yes.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's obviously, there is the, um, there's Skurnis 3, which is one of the routes on Skye. But then actually, I think I give an honourable mention to the Sky tra- Trail. Uh, and, uh, let me just check. Uh, oh, no, I, I had... <laughs> I think, and then I, I shifted it out, it might have been on my like long list at one point. Oh, um, that's a, a sneak uh, yeah. peek oh, no, for the podcast. It is. It's in, the, it's in the multi-day routes, uh, oh. so at the back, we've got a couple more multi-day routes, and one of them is uh, the Sky Trail, so once cool. if, if it's given that a crack, then, then do so, because it is beautiful, um, and having ran, I did the Trotternish Ridge Race uh, back in twenty. 20- Seventeen, I think. I think the, this is one of the one of the numbers up there is uh, from the Trotternish race, and that was just bonkers. It was a crazy race. Um, the weather was really atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't not see much further than like you know twenty meters ahead of you. And Trotternish is the the top bit of the sky. It's kind of that whole area, wow. and it's like this big scar that runs down that uh, that central section of the sky. And I remember the race organizer saying. You need to if you're not comfortable navigating then don't think that you can use the the ridge as a handrail because you won't be able to see it so <laughs> you can see it now if you're not comfortable then you don't have to run this oh. <laughs> and i just looked at my plate uh. and i was like uh well i guess i guess we're just doing that yeah <laughs> um and yeah that was a long day out wow. i got lost a couple of
1: but
2: oh, so did everybody. No. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. Wow. Uh, it's nice, isn't it, that they've still got races where they can fling you off into the wilderness like that. And it's your exactly, own fault whether yeah. you survive or not.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, within reason. Yeah.
2: yep <laughs> awesome oh well thanks so much Ross it really has been really lovely to talk to you tonight um and I think we've definitely sold a nice. few more copies of running adventures scotland so that's fantastic um yeah, before... yeah if
0: people if people want to get it then just go to I think it's adventurebooks.com um which is vertebrate publishing's website or you can just type it into google and you'll be able to find it I'm sure and it's I'll in most in the books. Below as well. yeah 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 so um yeah grab yourself a copy get get inspired yeah. and uh, come on some roots of your own I'd love to see people's uh, mm-hmm. people's photographs you can find me on Twitter Ross Branigan 95 or Instagram which is Ross Runs Wild uh, and I'd love to see your photographs of you using the book because we're be wicked
2: cool oh and just remind us about the blog as well what's the web address for that yeah Ross dot com
0: Ross um, dot com that's the place to go I'm currently writing up uh, a, a fast packing trip report from when i was in france just recently um i went to the jura alps and did uh a few days in jura which was really cool uh, so i'm currently writing something about that
2: wow it's really inspiring and yeah just carry on having these amazing adventures and <laughs> we look forward to hearing more from you and getting the book as well I, i'm hoping that everybody will go away with a copy of this book now as
0: well magic thanks so much yeah it's been really great to chat about it and relive some of it as well which is really nice so i hope people enjoy the book and uh, yeah look forward to seeing photos from it
2: cool cool okay we'll share your posts everyone and um hopefully you'll see some people on the trail soon. night everybody